This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 283. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Geekers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am so glad that you are here. I am super pumped to talk to you about today's topic because, well, a couple of reasons. I think it's a really great topic that has come up several times in my group programs, with my clients, at retreats, just talking to women in general, as well as I'm feeling super feisty today. Maybe it's from too much coffee. I have no idea, but I just had a coaching session with my own coach and I typically walk away from those feeling motivated and inspired and sometimes weepy. Depends on what we talked about, but I am just in a really, really great place right now and excited to share with you what I've got for you. And I'm going to talk to you about today And I'm going to talk to you today about how to stop comparing your personal development journey to others. And it started because one of my clients told me that she went to a live event and it was a personal development sort of conference or retreat. I want to say it was pretty large, like several hundred women, and she courageously went alone. And this particular client is, I think like many people, massively uncomfortable with vulnerability, but she really wants to change and grow. So she did the vulnerable thing by going alone to this event. And this event was, like I said, all women, a few hundred women there. And as the days went on, it was a multi-day event my client said that she kept noticing that people were talking about their aha moments in these side conversations that she was hearing. They were talking about their breakthroughs and how they felt their lives shifting. And my client was feeling, well, I think she was feeling not that. It's not that she didn't enjoy herself and have many takeaways from the event, but she fell into comparisonitis. And how many of you do this? Maybe you read a review of a book on Amazon, and maybe there's a lot of reviews about this particular book, and they're talking about how it changed their life, and blah, blah, blah. And then you get the book, and you're like, waiting for your life to change, or waiting for the heavens to open up so you can have your own moment, and you don't really have it. Or maybe you talk to a person who's been through a situation that you have to. Maybe you've both been through a very similar breakup or the death death of a loved one. Maybe you both had a baby, you know, like these things that many people go through and they talk about how profound the experience was for them. And you're like, meh, I didn't have that same experience. And I remember personally having an early memory of this at church. So I grew up in the Lutheran church and I remember, I don't necessarily think it was my congregation that we went to, but I was, I was heavily involved in the youth group growing up. So we'd go to 
other churches and we'd go to churchy events. I don't even remember exactly what they were for, but they would be at other churches and they might even been other religions. I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. But I remember like people would be like some we'd be singing or something and people would be putting their hands up and closing their eyes, like rocking back and forth and feeling at one with the Holy Spirit. And like some point, some event we were at, I don't remember, like you got in, I think it was people that wanted to be saved or something. And they're like rushing the the front of the church. And I was like, is this what we're supposed to be doing? So I would do it too. (laughs) They were just feeling at one with the Holy Spirit and I didn't get it. And I didn't get it. And then at the same time, because I didn't get it, I felt like I was a bad Christian. Like I was a bad person and not good enough because I wasn't getting out of it. I wasn't having the same experience that I was making up that other people were having. And I think it's a little bit worse, can be a little bit worse, when you are specifically at a place to change your life, whether you are at church to specifically change your life, when you are at a conference or a retreat, when you are there to change your life, because there's the anticipation, there are the promises from the people who are putting on the event, there are the expectations that you have. And I think that that's sort of going to be the word of the day is expectations. So at this point, I'm sure you're all probably nodding your head and somewhere along the way have been at that moment where you have been really having anticipation, expectations, feeling into the promises of this particular thing. And I'm speaking, you know, specifically about personal development stuff because that's why you're all here. And it feels crappy and it feels like you're not getting it or you're doing it wrong or somebody let you down, whether it was the author of the book or the person who's hosting the conference or the retreat, like just feeling frustrated around it, right? All right, so I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things that might help when you are in this place. The first thing is just know that if you're comparing, which is totally normal, I've said this in my books before, I can't stand the personal development advice that tells us to stop comparing because we all do it. It's part of the human experience. What I want you to try to do is notice when you are doing it so that you can have some self-compassion during those moments, notice and get curious about it. That's really what the win is when it comes to comparing. But if you're comparing, if you're spending a lot of time and energy there, You're focusing on that and not on your own stuff. Your journey is your journey. And I know that sounds very cliche and personal development-ish of me, but you know, I know you know logically that not everyone has the same experience. Not everyone has the same path. Can't tell you how many times people have told me, I'm so mad at myself that I waited until I was 40-something to do this or 50-something to do this or 65 to get into personal development. And they look at these younger women. I have a lot of millennials who listen to the podcast. And even younger than that, I don't remember when the millennial 
uh, range ends, but I even have, I know a lot of y'all listening to this are in your twenties and you're into personal development and you're starting this journey for you. And then there are women who are 40 years, your senior looking at that and going, damn it. Why didn't I get into this when I was in my twenties? My life would have been so different. Your life is what it is. And if you're focusing on being pissed off at yourself or being frustrated and comparing yourself, which is totally normal, but if you spend all of your time there, you are not focusing on your own stuff. You're not focusing on what it is you can actually do with your life now. All right? So just know that if you stay in that place of comparison, you're focusing on that and you're putting all of your energy on that instead of your own stuff. The other point is that person that's having that aha moment, let me say that again. The person who's allegedly... having the aha moment, it's sort of like, I can't remember. I I don't think I've ever been at this place, but I've heard stories of people like getting like non-alcoholic beer and serving it at a party or non-alcoholic wine. And then people still act drunk. (laughs) It's the placebo effect. (laughs) Maybe that's happening to people. You just never really know what kind. I mean, I, I, I really, I hate saying that because I really want to think that everyone who is saying they're having these massive transformations truly are having these massive transformations. All right. And it's their own unique lens. They're having their transformation through, not yours. So what might be life change, like maybe the new perspective that they just found out or the story that they just uncovered that has dramatically, that they're saying has dramatically changed their life. If you uncovered the same story for yourself or something similar, it might not have the seismic shift that it does. You know, what works for one person might not work for another. What turns one person on might not turn another person on. It's their own unique lens. They're having their transformation through, not yours. So that might help you when you are in that place of comparing your personal development journey to someone else's. The other thing I was thinking of when I was thinking about this topic is Maybe you're not ready to hear that lesson or have that transformation. You're just not ready yet. When I was a senior in high school, everyone, no, I shouldn't say everyone. That's a complete sweeping generalization. It felt like everyone knew what they wanted to do after graduation. And people were talking about what college they were going to and even what they wanted to major in. I had some of my friends who were at that time very clear on it. I was not that person. I was, uh, my parents' marriage was really struggling, and so they were in their own stuff. I had a lot of freedom my my senior year. I was just telling my husband recently, like, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised that I graduated. My grades dramatically plummeted that year. I had more freedom than I probably should have had and have a whole lot of guidance. I was hardly at school when. In my school, I don't know if this is kind of like the way it still is, but once you turn 18, you are free to go. You are free to sign yourself out of school and come and go as you please because you are legally an adult. I turned 18 my in April of my senior year. So those last few months, I was 
I was not at school way more than I actually was at school. So it is a small miracle that I graduated. I never even took my SATs. So college was not on the horizon for me. All of that to say, I did end up signing up for junior college because I felt like that's what I had to do just in order to not feel like a total loser. It was kind of like, well, I guess I'll just go do this. I have no idea what to do. And my best friend at the time was also going to junior college with the plan to transfer, to transfer, but I didn't have any plans like that. I was just kind of like, do, 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 and really sort of partied my way through junior college Again, had so much freedom. I was like, no one cares if you don't go to school. So if I want to go to the beach today, I'm going to go to the beach. If I want to go shopping, I want to go shopping. Needless to say, I think it was a couple years in, I ended up totally flunking some classes and got a letter sent home to me because I was an adult at that point that I had been put on academic probation, that I was at a 1.7 GPA, and that if I didn't get my shit together... (laughs) I was going to get kicked out of school. And I remember being so mortified and ashamed and I quit and that was it. And I decided at that point to go to fashion merchandising school, which was very expensive at the time. I got all kinds of student loans out to do that because I liked clothes and I'm like, maybe this is what I'm going to do and just kind of made an impulsive decision to do that and did actually work in the industry for a little while. But when that was over and I was in my kind of late twenties, I think it was, I was around 27 26 or 27 when I decided to go back to college to finish. And I I knew that I wanted to study exercise physiology and go into the fitness world. I had to pull my grade point average up and out of that 1.7 because I had all these classes that did transfer. And I remember thinking, oh shit, you know, I I have to clean up this mess that I made. I have to clean up this mess that I made. And I was finally ready. And I know that for some people, they're not finally ready to go back to school until they're a lot older than that. And there are some people who are never ready to go back to school and it ends up not being part of their journey, not being a part of their path. But for me, it was. And when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was not ready to have the lessons of being an adult. I was not, it was not part of my transformation yet. I could have gone to all of the seminars and classes and lessons on how to be an adult, how to get your shit together. And I would have seen all the people having these like aha moments all over the place. And I would have been like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. And even after that, when I felt like I was ready and would have signed up for something like that, I still don't think that I was ready to hear it. And that's the case, I think, with so many people, and it might be on an unconscious level. It might be a little bit in your subconscious where you're just not ready to get it. You're not ready to have that lesson, and that is okay. I know it might be frustrating, but that is just your path. I recently had a workshop retreat here at my house for my group program. The most amazing group of women came over, and we gathered for a couple of days and the topic came up around doing these types of programs and and sometimes doing the same exercises more than once in different programs. Maybe it's in a book, maybe it's in a podcast, maybe it's in a program that you sign up for. And when you are presented with the lesson again, maybe it is, you know, we had a, we had a burning ceremony and maybe you might be like, oh, I've done this already. I do that too when I walk into any kind of training and they're like, we're going to do values exercises. And I'm like, um, do you know I wrote a book about that? Like, (laughs) I'm good. 
but shit, like I sit back and I'm like, okay, I will do it again. I will take the time and energy to do this. I always get something new out of it. And I think for most people, here is sort of my bottom line point. For most people, it's not these grandiose, huge, crack my brain and my heart and my soul open and my life totally changes in that moment. What is typical and what I see over and over again are these small aha moments, these small key takeaways, a perspective shift, a new idea, a new way of looking at things, a new tool, a new lesson, all slowly but surely putting them in your toolbox. And that is typically what the the whole enchilada looks like the whole journey. And that keeps happening slowly, but surely over time, you may have a breakthrough with your therapist. You know, I was just crying on the phone with my coach about just, I know what my intuition is saying. And she just let me talk for like 10 minutes. And I walked around in a complete circle and came to my own conclusion about what's next for me. And then sometimes we get on the phone and we're talking logistics, or we end up talking about something and 20 minutes later, and I'm like, this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is, this is bullshit for me. And I sort of tell on myself and she wouldn't have known that. So what I'm saying is like some lessons or phases of our life have bigger motion than others. And some, you just kind of like feel like you're floating along like a breeze (laughs) or is it on a breeze? I'm trying to quote Forrest Gump here, but it just, it varies. And I think that when you get caught up in these expectations of what it's supposed to look like or how fast you're supposed to be evolving, how quickly you're supposed to be getting over that situation or that person or your anger issues or whatever it is. And the universe is like winking at you. Like, I got you. (laughs) You just keep on with your expectations and you're trying to control the situation and throwing tantrums about what it's supposed to look like and how you're not having the same seismic breakthroughs as this other person. And you, you know, all you got to do is keep living your life. I think the last point I want to make, the thought that just came to me is that, and maybe you can relate, I tend to get a decent amount of my clients and the women in my programs who come to this work and they have been around the block a few times. And what I mean by that is they have lived their life and they've probably been dabbling in the personal development world for a little while. And especially when they make a big commitment, like they sign up for a program or they come to work with me one-on-one, I typically ask them to check their expectations because many times they want some kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, the magic bullet, this pill, if you will, that they take and everything gets better very quickly. And, or I give them, say for instance, the steps of shame resilience, and it kind of magically fixes all of their pain and frustration and challenges and struggles. And that is not the case. I am, I fully stand in the work that I do in that I help people gain the tools so that they can have better coping mechanisms, so that they can become damn good at life. And what that looks like is resilience and courage and confidence. And it is a process. I will repeat that. 
it is a process. And you don't get through the 12 weeks or however long it is and come out the other side and you're like, ta-da! You know, like maybe (laughs) in some ways it feels like that. But I had a woman at my workshop retreat so brilliantly use the analogy of, you know, she was saying that she lost 150 pounds a few years ago and she did it through diet and exercise. And she had a lot of people ask her, how did you do it? Did you have gastric bypass? And she said, nothing against gastric bypass at all. I know that that's the solution for many people. But when I tell them I did it through diet and exercise and it took X amount of time for the weight to come off, she said, there's some people who look disappointed. Like, oh, that's still the answer for a lot of people. And I think that that is many times what we look at when we think about or get into personal development. Like I want it to be like, where's the gastric bypass for personal development? (laughs) Where do I sign up for that? And there isn't. And I think even if it was, I still would probably ask people, I mean, who knows what that would be like, but I I, want to ask people to do it the old fashioned way and through your own work, a step-by-step process that is turtle steps, that is sometimes one turtle step forward and two turtle steps back or what feels like even bigger steps than that, because that all matters. That is all part of your journey. It's how your unique brand of changing your life actually looks. And sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes things come back to bite you in the ass. It happens to me too. And I'm like shaking my fist at the universe. Like, haven't I already been through this? Like, why do I have to go through this again? But it tastes different the second, third, fourth time around. And I always learn something that I didn't learn before. And also, last thing, I promise. (laughs) Last, last thing. There are seasons of your life, what I have come to see in not just the people that I work with, but my own life as well. There are seasons that are more, should I say productive, uh, that are more transformative than others. So right now, I am going through a season of transformation. I feel like 2016, 2017, really shook the shit out of me around some issues that I've talked about here on the podcast. And then 2018 was getting really clear on the healing of it, what it needs to look like and some healing of it. And then 2019 has been some major leaps forward into what I was talking to my coach about today, just a life beyond my wildest dreams. And with that also comes a lot of healing. With that also comes a lot of facing massive fears that I have facing that and working on it and doing my own work. I don't know what 2020 is going to have in store for me. Quite honestly, if it keeps at this rate, I'm going to get exhausted. Like, if 2019 continues to have this much growth for me, I am going to need some downtime. Just like any season, I'm going to need to go into a quote unquote winter where I slow down a little bit with my growth. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think looking back, you know, I've been on this journey and in, in like a real sort of trajectory where I've, I started to commit to my own personal development and growth around 2007 is when it, it officially started. And looking back on the last 12 years that I've been working hard on my own life, there has definitely been a pattern in terms of 
there's clarity, then there's some healing, then there's some working on it to move forward, and there's action and transformation and big aha moments, and then there's rest and just recouping and also just harvesting and reaping the benefits of everything that I've worked on only to turn the corner again and see new things that I'm going to work on. And if you are a personal development junkie like me, I was just having dinner with with someone who's also a coach. And I said, you know, you're a personal development junkie when you see something big that you need to work on and you are simultaneously nervous and, and, and a little afraid of it, but you are also excited. Like, I can't wait to work on this because you know that on the other end is really you, like your best self, your transformation. And I know some of you are listening to this and you are maybe like in a shithole right now. You are going through a really difficult time. You are in the middle of a breakup. You are, you have lost someone. You have had maybe a, a business that has fallen apart. You, you feel really untethered and it feels like it's maybe going on for longer than it has. Go listen to my podcast episode I did several weeks ago. I can't remember the title of it. It's about writing it out. And also, please know that this is not forever. You, Your life is not, your destiny is not to be in this place of struggle all the time. There are seasons, and I just know that something big is in store for you on the other side of this. And so that's all I got for you. I'm going to turn the mic off here in just a second. Thank you so much for listening to me. I love doing these episodes where I just have like a few bullet points and I just talk. And one thing also, I just announced a couple of weeks ago that we're going to start doing something new on the podcast here that I'm really excited about. I'm going to start coaching people on the podcast. I always want to say like live on the air, but it's not. It's pre-recorded, but I have opened this up to my patrons to apply for a spot to do that. We have a handful of applications that I'm looking at, and I have room for a couple more applications. So if you want a free coaching session from me, then you can become a patron. Head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. There are some other perks too for being a patron. And what you're essentially doing is you're supporting this show. It takes a village to put this whole operation together. And I'm so grateful to those of you who support the show every month and the podcast will always be free. And in order to do that, I have started the Patreon feed, the Patreon account. I don't even really know what you call it. The Patreon club over there. So patreon.com slash YKAL, you can look for the application link and I'd be honored to coach you here on the air. All of the information is over there. Thank you so much, Ask Kickers, for joining me this week and every week. I know how important your time is and I am absolutely a thousand times grateful that you choose to spend it here with me. So until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 